Welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. Hello, and for those of you that don't know, Weekly EP is a Berlin, Germany-based music podcast with guest musicians from all over the world who write and record a short album in one week. We listen and then talk about how it was made. If you're interested in coming on the show yourself, get in touch at weeklyep at gmail.com or on Instagram. This is episode 25 with Orlit from Tampere, Finland. Orlit and I talk about QWERTY keyboards, how listening to music, especially your own in a new environment, is really important, and how writing a new song quickly after you thought you'd lost it can be awesome. As always, we'll do a short intro interview, listen to the new record, and then dive into the creative process of how the record came together in seven days. But first, here's a taste of that record. First of all, what is your name? Uh, so, hi, I'm uh, Jan Melanen, uh, and I go by the name Orlet, which is kind of like the English version of my last name. And the full artist name is Sean Orlet, which is like the Irish Sean is the Irish version of my Finnish name. So then that's kind of the next question then is where did you record this EP? Actually, I recorded the EP here in Finland, in Tampere, the city of Tampere, which is like, if you know the capital Helsinki, it's about approximately 200 kilometers up north, somewhere like that. If I don't remember incorrectly, it's the second largest city of Finland. What's your recording setup looking like? It's really minimalistic at the moment. (laughs) It's actually in, in my bedroom or our bedroom with my partner. So I have this wooden shelf, which is for the books actually, but my partner said that you can put your laptop and your equipment on the shelf. So it, <laughs> it's it's working quite all okay, right. Okay, right on. Yeah. What was interesting about this project or why did you want to do it? Well, I first discovered you on Instagram, so I saw or heard that the um, concept was really intriguing. If you want to make music, you have to do it in such a short time. So you have to push your limits. And that that's what really got my attention. Cool. Yeah, that seems to be the driving motivation for a lot of people, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have noticed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, and then the the last question before we dive into the album itself mm. and, and take a listen yep. is the silly question. And this episode's silly question for you is, if you met the devil at the crossroads, what instrument would you want to learn how to play? Or like, what, what instrument would you sell your soul for to play? Oh my God, <laughs> actually, that's the... Um... 
That's a perfect question for me because uh, I'm a big fan of Robert Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. the Crossroads reference is, of course, apparently uh, from him, or at least that's what the legends yeah, say. Yeah, that's, but, that's the rumor, right? Yeah, but um, I'd say fiddle or violin. I, I love the violin, but it's it's so tiny and the uh, there are no frets. Yeah. And that's that's not even the hardest part. It seems to be the bowing. Yeah. Like bowing yeah. the strings. That's, that's I true. thought that would be the easier part. And it's it's not. I don't know yeah, if there yeah, are any yeah. violin players out there, but Yeah. <laughs> you have a you have to have a decent technique in it, <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Okay. The record's name is Engendered. Yep. Okay. Do you want to, is there any kind of introduction you want to give to it? I mean, you don't have to, you know, if not, that's fine, but. <laughs> uh, well, actually there's a lot of ideology behind the name of the EP. I like wordplay a lot. So for me to bring forth this kind of music, that's mm-hmm. one of, one of the meanings for it. So the, the songs, the tracks, the lyrics, the sounds, that's part of me, but also the other meaning for me is about gender, about sexuality, about lots of things. Questioning about everything is kind of the theme here at, uh, the, in this album. Okay, that's a good introduction. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, so this is Engendered by Orlit.
And we are back. I always start off with this question as well, but for this one in particular, I feel like a lot of it seemed like it was made in, was it logic? Is that what you're using or? Yeah, it's entirely in inside logic. So I went through my thoughts about the uh, process and I decided to not take my guitar because guitar is my main instrument and keyboards are my secondary instrument. So I decided to just use my laptop and the QWERTY keyboard, not the synthesizers or any like MIDI controllers. Do you use the actual computer keyboard? Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Is that where like the middle row of the keys are the white keys and then the top row are the black keys? Or how do the notes work in a QWERTY keyboard? If I remember correctly, the G stands for G in the notes in my keyboard. So it's like a w s e d and so forth and so on uh, it's like oh, the okay. chromatic thing so that would so the a would be c and the w would be c sharp yeah. and the s would be yeah. a d precisely okay. yeah uh-huh. yeah oh interesting <laughs> so you could actually play chords and things like but just by playing your keyboard yeah nothing more than for sounds because otherwise right. okay. otherwise it's the logic can't handle because it's not really uh, meant to apparently do that so <laughs> <laughs> but that that's enough for me uh, for this project so i try right, to right. keep it as minimalistic as possible okay that's awesome though every episode so far there's a different like almost completely different recording technique uh, <laughs> from everyone that's you're it. the first to use a uh, qwerty like computer keyboard to program nice is that something you've done before or was that something that you just decided to try for this project actually uh, i four years ago when i first started to play with the garage band i mainly did it by the keyboard the qwerty thing but now i have of course like a mini controller and stuff to try out with i've been mixing those methods a bit so now i just had to bring back the ideology, <laughs> the minimalistic thing. <laughs> For a couple of days, you were posting various updates on mm-hmm. your, you know, your process, including what I really liked was the one day where you posted the video of the, of the road. Yeah. Just saying that you had decided to take the songs on a walk or a drive or something like that. Yeah. It's such a important thing to do mm-hmm. with music, especially when you're working on a lot of different stuff at once yeah. to Not just give yourself time away from it, but to actually take it into a different environment and Mm -hmm. just kind of see how it feels outside of the the desk or the recording area. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I think that you hear it differently when the surrounding is different. So apparently Mm -hmm. a lot of people agree with me on that. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like I was listening to your EP at one point in the last couple of days while um, walking somewhere. Yeah. I think I was going to the grocery store or something and I was listening to it and it just, it was like really nice walking music too. It had (laughs) this really, this really kind of good, like bouncing, you know, kind of feel to it. And it just kind of made me want to like not dance down the street, but, you know, just kind of like move with a little more bounce in my step instead of just regular walking. Yeah, that's I think like, yeah, that's really nice to hear because I'm not doing dance music per se. Uh, Like, well, of course, I I want it to be a bit groovy and somewhere along the lines of groovy. But um, I like to think that if you nod your head a bit, it's 
that's the where that's where I want to be with with someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's dancing enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's dancing enough for me. <laughs> yeah. No, cool. Well, then I think it's uh, for me at least. It was very successful in in doing that. Nice. Thank you. Would you like to also talk about your process through the week and how the songs took shape over the course of those seven days? Yeah, sure. Because um, for me, it was the most interesting part. I started with 10 different like stem, the idea for a song, which I posted about on Instagram as well. I reduced it to four ideas because I had the 10 ideas. I just threw it, the others away and didn't want to focus on them at all. So I just figured that there should be enough material to go by because of the limits of this project. Mm -hmm. So um, each four songs started by the hi-hats, actually. It it was a sample for every one of those songs, and I chopped it up and just made the main frame for the song. All out of hi-hats? Oh, yeah. Hi-hats, yeah. And um, I included the uh, bass and the uh, other rhythmic elements so this was the frame for all of those songs. And this was on Monday. You did 10 of those on Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, I, I said to myself that you have to reduce the amount from, from 10. And then I just finally decided the four. And I started to think about the lyrics and the content, like the sound content and the um, overall atmosphere that I want to present and all this kind of stuff. I started to lay out the synthesizers from Logic and all the moods and atmospheres. Just by writing the lyrics, I just kind of wanted to reflect the lyrics and the atmosphere. So this is for me is always the thing to try and convey the message through sound and the lyrics. That's good too, because some people are more lyric people and some people are more music people. Mm. If you can approach the message of the song from both ways, then I guess you can reach both types of people. Yeah, that's true. What's funny is 10 years ago, I thought of myself as a mainly instrumental guy, (laughs) actually. Mm, Okay. Vocals have been developing to me and for me in the last four years when I started to lay out the songs for this Orlet project. But then I realized I have to really push the limits of my vocal abilities because I have to rehearse and practice because I don't want to say that I'm not a vocalist if I sing. <laughs> right, right, right. And I hope <laughs> and I hope I can I can really do that. But that's always the uh, thing that the uh, audience is the one to decide whether that's done properly or not. <laughs> so. Yeah. You said you've really only been doing vocals for around four or five years. Yeah. Like yeah. really kind of working on thinking about it in a way of, of singing and writing lyrics. Yeah. I'd say you're doing pretty good for that amount oh, of time. Thank you. Um, so track number one is this is how the worlds collide. I'm just going to read through a couple of my 
notes. Some of them aren't really questions. They're just kind of mm. observations yeah. about stuff. So the arpeggiation in this one is really nice when the keys come in. The vocals sounded very, and I mean this in like the utmost coolest way, yeah. very 80s to me. <laughs> yes. And I was trying to place what... There was some some song that it felt like it would be like really good in like the same playlist or something together, some 80s song, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Oh. But the but it just it had a really nice uh, kind of 80s vibe to it, and especially in like the well the production and the sounds, but the vocals as well. Okay, cool. I also liked how bright the chorus was when it came in. I thought that was kind of a really cool um, lift up in the song. And yep. then the only real question I had written down from this track is what does the worlds colliding mean here to you or, or which which worlds are colliding mm-hmm. again you don't have to answer that because i mean it's it is up to interpretation but. yeah yeah um, i'm glad that it's kind of the question here because <laughs> it's kind of the the question here <laughs> actually <laughs> so yeah that's true that i don't want to explain it too much but just to say in a few words, I wanted to represent the um, different backgrounds which I come from and the backgrounds of other people. It's wordplay again, as in the name of the EP, because mm-hmm. I sing, this is how the worlds collide, this is, this is how it works, this is mm-hmm. how the words collide. Mm, okay, yeah. So uh, it's kind of like, it's a paradox. Because you want to make it fit. You want to make it work with other people, of course. Because otherwise we couldn't coexist. But um, mm-hmm. still there are worlds that collide. And that's about all I want to say about the subject. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for uh, anyone else out there that, that has their own version of it as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- be- because... It has other meanings as well, but I don't want to be more specific about it. <laughs> Do you want to say anything else about this uh, song in general? I just, I mean, I thought it was a really nice opener. How did you get that 80s sound in the vocals? What did you do with that? Uh, actually, I think it's the uh, vintage EQ. Is that a setting in Logic? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I have to say that I was training my mixing skills as I was working on the songs. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. th- this nice. was a new thing for me as well. So Okay, right on. Yeah, I um, feel like the last couple of people that have been on the podcast mm-hmm. have used Logic. And I'm very curious about it because I, I have a PC, so I don't have access to Logic and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, it seems really powerful. It seems really uh, capable of doing a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um... To each on his own, of course, but I think so too. I like it a lot. Better than GarageBand, at least. Well, for sure, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So song number two Mm. is I'll Sing When All Hope Is Gone. And I'm just going to, again, quickly run through my notes, which are often I've discovered very silly and kind of sometimes worthless, but... (laughs) <laughs> um, so the, uh, the key, the, the keys, like the synth pads, I think are re- really nice rhythm in the beginning, this mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. Yeah. And then I really liked how, especially through the first minute or two of the song, the extra rhythms and little rhythmic elements and musical elements were added in. Yeah. And then when the vocals come in around minute one, everything kind of drops out again. Yeah. And then when the chorus comes back, all the layers that we're building all come back again mm. for the chorus. Mm. 
I thought that was just kind of a really nice use of that build and then a strip down and then kind of replace with everything coming back. You know, yeah. that was a really nice kind of way to do that build up. Nice. And also the chorus has some really nice vocal doubling or harmonies on it. Yeah. Then again, I hope I didn't get the lyric wrong, but it's I'll sing when all all is lost mm. or I'll sing when uh, all hope is gone. Mm. And I thought those those were somehow very depressing, but also very uplifting lyrics at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like nice. a, yeah, yeah. a joyous kind of stubbornness sort of of celebrating or singing and Mm-hmm. Or something, even when uh, <laughs> everything is completely shit or something, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the main concepts on this EP is paradox, as I said earlier. And this is actually the first time I wrote about me that mm. I'll sing. And that felt kind of quirky to me at first <laughs> because I don't want to be too self-centered. <laughs> right. But then I realized that I want to sing about me because uh, in the lyrics uh, I sing about can you can you be yourself mm-hmm. and about everything, what's going on in there in the lyrically department. So um, I wanted to contrast this setting like, uh, you, I, the uh, split. So I wanted to, how do you say it? Uh, as the engendered EP name says, to bring forth. I wanted to bring forth this kind of search for you and I and the relations between people. I guess sometimes when I do that, when I write songs, mm. a lot more often than not, the I in my song is not me. Okay. It's not necessarily any particular person. It's just sort of a, yeah, yeah. almost like a little story or something like that. But at least in this case, it, was, it did feel like an actual personal statement of yourself. Yeah. This is a really personal EP for me. It's about me in the end, but mm-hmm. of course about everyone else. Like mm-hmm. I want to convey the message to other people as well who are pondering the same questions maybe or just if you feel lost if you feel like all is lost like i sing in -hmm. the course then you just have to ask those questions for yourself and you have to move on with the questions in mind yeah that's that's about it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right on. And I should, you know, ask too before we go through all these. The mm. so you started making the stems on Monday, Tuesday you started cutting them down and turn, yeah. and chose four songs, and then Wednesday you started working on lyrics and mood. Did you work on all four songs together, or did you finish them in certain orders? Actually, I worked through them as a unit, kind of thing. So um, that was Tuesday when I wrote all the re- lyrics and the and the sounds. It was okay. That was Tuesday. Yeah. So because uh, on on Wednesday I remember I was like, I woke up and I was thinking, what should I do next? And I decided to study on mixing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's when I kind of arranged the songs final to to their final form. And uh, after that, it was purely mixing and producing 
Cool. So you kind of basically had everything written by then and it was just a matter of adding in extra rhythmic elements or mm. kind of uh, synth pads or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to be at that point in the week to feel like you have yeah. the main songwriting <laughs> section done. Yeah. It was really kind of liberating to realize that actually my partner said to me that she was really surprised to see me flourish in that way. <laughs> so uh, that was a joy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's what I felt as well, because I have a tendency to really start like mumbling and prolonging and whatever. I uh -huh. just can't get things really done easily. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. So it was really a joy to realize this kind of thing about myself. <laughs> <laughs> just that it's possible. You yeah, know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how it works for some people because mm. a lot of people, when they're working on one of these, they, they get, some people get to the very end of the week before it comes together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think for some people that's surprising. I know like when I did one, it was surprising to me because mm. I kind of maybe uh, egotistically or whatever, I thought that I would, I, it'd be easier for me because when I was younger, mm. I used to write a lot of music pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think I've just been kind of lazy with it. I just haven't done it <laughs> enough. And so it, it actually, it was pretty hard for me. It took me maybe until like Thursday or something before I had the songs that I was kind of happy with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like a rush to finish and everything like that. And I think it's it's interesting. It's kind of surprising. I think some people have a harder time doing it and some people end up getting it all kind of sorted really early, mm. which is also a really nice. That's a nice surprise. The yeah, other yeah. one is a, yeah. not so nice. That's but, true. Uh, yeah. Actually, that reminds me of I have a guitar project as well. I play acoustic guitar in finger style, this kind of okay. picking how, how do you say it? But finger yeah. finger picking. Yeah, yeah. I like finger style though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's actually a proper thing, finger style. But there's a kind of debate about how how should one call it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I was trying to say that I have been on hold about that project for a very long time, mm -hmm. and just this summer I realized that I made a song in an hour with the guitar after like two years of break. Oh, wow. And that was like just a moment of clairvoyance for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, reali I, I realized that it's not gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think there's always this fear yeah. of like, you know, the older you get or whatever, that, that suddenly you're just not going to be able to write good music anymore. You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know what the reason for that is, but I think it's a mix of yeah. things, but there's always that fear, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, of course, like, uh oh, is it, is it gone? <laughs> yeah. Because I think if you create something in some point of your life, you want it to continue, of course, because it's a, some sort of, how, how do you say it? V ventilation for your spirit or mm -hmm. something like that mm -hmm. to be able to express something that's out of the ordinary. <laughs> right. So it's a, it's a gift, <laughs> I think. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, 
yeah so it's just good to it's always good to remember that it's that gift is not gone mm, yeah, yeah true i mean one day it might be but you know just try to enjoy it as much as possible i guess yeah it's the other way to think about definitely. it definitely yeah uh, let's move on to song three, which is Estranged by The Cause. This one also has some really nice ping-ponging rhythm, but it, it's also melodic. And then it sounds like the synthesized uh, or, or sampled uh, rim shots, like on the side of like a drum that have like a lot of yeah. reverb on them, which is really cool. Yeah. And then I really like the synth pads in this as well. They're kind of rising almost mm. uh, choral or, or choir uh -huh. uh, sounds that are going on behind the vocals. Yeah. And, and then my, my other main thing that I thought musically that was really nice about this one was the way that the vocals feel very distant during that, during the, uh, the verse or not, yep. they feel like wide and kind of spacey. Like it's the, mm -hmm. the singers standing far away from you. And then yeah. the chorus, um, it's much more intimate. It's much more right, yeah. like kind of like cleaner and clearer. And it's like right up next to you. I just thought yeah. like that was kind of a really neat way to separate those two sections too but beyond just sounds and instruments it really had a different feeling altogether yeah nice so um it's kind of wrong to say that something's your favorite out of your <laughs> own, own children <laughs> so to speak <laughs> but um i i think this is the one for yeah. me because this is the most political song i've ever written <laughs> I couldn't emphasize that more because it's really political. It's nice to hear that the music is musical. So as to, uh, as you said, that you were focused on the music. <laughs> and if you want to dive deep, you can dive deep because I was worried that it's too political. Yeah, I feel, oh, I feel bad now. I need to go back and, and listen to the, to get the political side of it more. Yeah, I, I don't want to, like, how do you say it? I don't want to cause anything to you know, for people to make assumptions about the song. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a really strong kind of message. You can say it's political or it's a strong message or whatever, whatnot. But I think that's it impressed me to realize that I can do this, like mm. I'm proud of myself. And the name itself uh, is estranged by the cause, which is like meant to say that people who are too deep inside an ideology or anything like that kind of lose their way. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to go too deep into analyzing the thing. Right, right. It's really bothering me nowadays to realize that there are these kind of arguments and whatnot going on in the society, in the in the social world, mm -hmm. in different areas of life. And um, sometimes it seems that people really don't see people behind the uh, whatever it is, ideology or worldview or or political message or whatever yeah i think i understand sort of what you're talking about it, it's this um 
people don't actually have discussions anymore in, in certain ways and certain platforms yeah. or things like that. It's more just um, these belief systems that make someone further and further away from, from other people or from like real social interaction. And yeah. yeah it's, it is very yeah. kind of upsetting. And I think, I feel like it's getting worse. That's true. As, at least in the media, <laughs> but I, I don't want to get too political in, in that, that sense, because although it's about everything that's going on at the moment, it's yeah, still yeah. music. You still want to make sure that it's, it feels like a song and not like a preaching or someone being like, you should yeah, do no, this, no, no. you know? It's, yeah. But yeah, no, mm, I mean, I'm all, yeah. again, I think that to me, it definitely feels like a song. <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really good. <laughs> Okay, so then the the final track on the EP is Endless Possibilities. Mm. And I, I don't really know what this note means exactly, but I have really dig the synth sound at the start. I think I just meant like I really okay. I really dig like the tone or you know, whatever kind of setup that you have you had there. It just it has a really cool sound to it. And then I also thought the strong bass line was really nice. That was like one of the kind of driving elements yeah. of the song. These notes are pretty useless, but I also like the uh, bright piano or electric piano kind of uh, sounds that were going on through I kind mm. of more in the beginning and the end of the song, I guess, when it kind of thins out at the end and you kind of have this bright piano bit that's kind of going over the higher end. Um, I thought that was really nice. What would you mm. like to say about this one? Well, actually, yeah, I had this narrative kind of thing going on with the songs. So it starts with a beginning and there's the middle and now there's an end because I start the vocals by singing this is a lot to realize which refers to everything I have mm. sung so far so I sing that when it's more than your life meaning that we have to respect other people as well we all try to cope we all try to hope so it's like I I want to think that it's binds mm. everything together and um, that there's not too much as you said before the second or the third song i uh, probably the second one that you said that it was oh, yeah, a yeah. bit melancholic mm -hmm. or something like that so the song in itself the sounds and the, the you were talking about the the keyboards and synths they sounded nice or <laughs> how did you put it <laughs> i i tried to make the last song hopeful in lyrics, lyrical content and the mm -hmm. sound content as well, because it's not that serious, uh, and the and the message. It's interesting to, uh, at least I realized that there's some, um, there's a lot going going on, uh, in my life, like personally, the uh, the mental states I'm in the uh, things that I go through in, in these past few months with my partner and me personally and with people as well. It's like uh, I want to incorporate these things in my music. And I just, with this project, the weekly EP thing, I realized that I want to do that, just that, mm. with, with this Orlet project. Oh, that's awesome. So it's a bit, really a revelation for me. 
it's yeah <laughs> it, it's been a really great journey no well, that's that's great uh yeah i mean because that's, that's the last question it was how do you feel about the record and the experience making it it's um yeah as i said like in the beginning it's uh, I said about it was about gender and sexuality and and mm -hmm. those kind of things. I don't want to delve into deep about those things because I want the music to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. I want the people listening to this podcast in future to know that there's much more going on behind the music. It's personal. Mm. It's not just like something different or escapist right it, right like yeah cool thank you for allowing it to be personal to put yourself into the music as part of this podcast like i think that's so that's so nice no, and so awesome my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> so how do people find more of your music i know you have a couple projects going on yeah can I advertise my other projects as well? <laughs> yes, please, please, please. <laughs> advertise away. <laughs> okay, so uh, here goes nothing. So um, <laughs> I play electric guitar in a band called Mayo, which is M-A-A-J-O. Okay. Mayo. Uh, it's this kind of um, Nordic country, of, of course, but um, we play this kind of um, Balearic uh, tropical sounding electronic dance music kind of thing. It's been a really, really nice journey with those guys. It's helped me realize how production works in music because it's electronical as well, but because I play electric guitar and there's bass and there are organic and electronic as well and synthesizers and vocals and stuff. It has taught me how these things blend in together. So I try to take it all in because it's an endless learning process, making music, of course. So Yeah. Then there's um, a rock band called Flying. After, well, there, there has been a debate about the name of the band. So <laughs> uh, apparently <laughs> it's a song from Beatles, Flying, uh, if I remember correctly. Maybe my bandmates will kill me if that is. <laughs> but, um, hopefully not. But uh, we play this kind of psychedelic British-influenced rock music, which has some progressive elements into it as well. We have made few singles, and uh, this fall we are going to release our first album on Spotify and I play the keyboards in the band, so it's been a. I started from scratch to play keyboards. Like mm. was it five or six years ago when I joined the band? So <laughs> it, it's really, it's a really really nice band to be in part of. So it's <laughs> nice. Did you, did you join so, like, oh, no, I, I totally know how to play keyboards. And then they're like, OK. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, no just kidding. <laughs> so my guitar project, which goes by my real name, Jan Melanen, I have played fingerstyle guitar for 12 years now, I think. I released an EP in 2012 called Feather Picking, 
And after that, I released uh, a, a demo of a song called Limbo. And now I'm just trying to decide whether I should do a LP or EP about about the songs. So, mm. And of course, this is my main solo project, the Orlet thing at the moment. So the guitar thing is kind of like in the background. But yeah, I have four different things at the moment. Okay, cool. And then uh, do you have, uh, is there already some other Orlet music up on Spotify or Bandcamp that people can listen to? <laughs> Yeah, so there are uh, two singles on Spotify at the moment. Uh, the third single is on, I think it's on Apple Music. I, I don't have the subscription at the moment, so <laughs> I haven't been able to check that out. <laughs> yeah. But um, at least the third one is on YouTube. So two singles on Spotify and one on YouTube. If you want to uh, check those out. People could just search for, for Orlet. So they were just O-A-R-L-E-T on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. True. New stuff coming up, I hope, this year. Okay. So that's a good thing to look forward to. Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks so much for doing this. You too. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. I don't know about you, but I was really inspired talking to Orlit and learning about the use of music to learn new things about themselves. I, I guess I often see music as a way to explain or understand the outside world and share it with others, but it can also explain us to ourselves really well. Um, I've got a challenge for someone out there. Play a song or even a melody with a QWERTY keyboard is your main instrument and we'll post an Instagram story about it. Tag at Weekly EP to get our attention. You can hear more Orlet and their other music projects on Spotify and Bandcamp. Just search for Orlet, that's O-A-R-L-E-T, or Mahjo, that's M-A-A-J-O, Jan Melanin, and then Flying or just check out the links in the show notes. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell one friend about it and don't forget to subscribe or follow and give us a five-star rating. It's silly, but it really helps a lot. Also come say hi on Instagram where I regularly post images of the guests and the instruments they use to make their weekly EPs. And if you or someone that you know would like to do your own weekly EP, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.